0: Morning. Welcome to the morning meeting. Your host is Chi Nakwacha for Markets Today today. And we had a good session over the weekend with the US markets up. Henry, you have more of the overnight.
1: I do indeed, Chi-Chi. Thanks very much. Well, welcome to Monday, everyone. We had pretty strong lead-in from the US markets. Those PPI numbers, the CPI numbers, and good US reports are really helping sentiment there as the short covering rally, or maybe the start of the new bull market, whichever way you want to name it, continues. We had the Dow up 425, 1.3%, and NASDAQ up just over 2%. So that is fed into our market today. We're looking all right. Base metals in the US were, or in London, rather, were down. Across the Ball, but that hasn't really hurt our metals and material stocks today and we did see some interest again in lithium with Arba in the U.s up nearly six percent and Brent crude coming off the top 1.5 percent down for Brent's back down to 98.15 the iron ore price weakened a little bit but as I say that's not really having any effect on our market which is continuing to focus on results which we have a lot of those this morning which I'm sure we're going to get to in a minute from Tom and also it's the banking sector's looking quite firm still so all good news all round at the moment
0: fantastic news henry And Tom, over to you with the local market. Thank you, Cheech. Yes, well, our market having a good
2: start to the week, up 40 points as results flow in. Tech and miners are outperforming. Energy and financials are the biggest weights on the market. Bendigo and Adelaide Bank off more than 6% on their numbers, dividend of 25 cents flat on the year. Westpac off 1% on its Q3 update as well. So far, we've had about 30 companies reporting results, 30 blue. blue chip companies rather. And half of those have surprised to the upside. 63% have posted higher earnings versus a year ago, and 50% have increased their dividends. So some good numbers there at the start of the season. Nearmap up more than 30% on a $2.10 takeover offer from PE firm Toma Bravo. Oz Minerals OZL has received approval from the WA government from its West Musgrave project. And we have... Center Group SCG trading X dividend down 1.2%. I'll just run through some of the results reactions today. Car sales up 3.5%. Blue Scope Steel up 2.6%. JB Hi-Fi down 0.75%. Beach Energy off And I will have a results reaction table in the midday email. And we've also got the bigger table in the strategy piece today and the market feed as well, updated with a few more reactions there. Signposting some events this week, we have BHP, Goodman Group, CSL, Santos, Transurban, and Newcrest Mining all reporting there, some of the bigger names reporting this week. RBA Minutes on Tuesday, the local wage price data is due on Wednesday, unemployment Thursday, and the all important FOMC minutes out on Thursday. Computer share, CBA, QBE, all trading X dividend this week as well. So there's a lot happening, Cheech, but it's all exciting stuff.
0: Sounds like a very explosive week this week. And Leighton, over to you with the broker comments.
3: Thank you, Cheechy. I'm looking at ResMed this morning, which fell about 3% on their results on Friday. It's actually a pretty good response from the brokers so far. Morgan's has an ad recommendation, highlighting that revenue and earnings were a beat for Q4, but the broker, has lowered EPS forecasts by 12% through to FY24 that's due to higher operating costs. the target price comes down slightly to $37.08. That still implies about a 13% upside. And also Macquarie sees upside to the consensus forecasts and has retained its outperform recommendation and target price of $38.70, which implies around a 15.5% upside. And I'm also taking a look at Insurance Australia Group. They were up 1.1% on their results on Friday. And it's a bit of a mixed response out this morning from the brokers. Macquarie saw no new information following the pre-release on July 22nd. The broker retains its outperform recommendation and increases its target price slightly to $5.50, which implies an 18% upside. But Morgan's has downgraded to a hold and earnings forecasts have been downgraded by 9% for FY23 and FY24. The broker notes reduced investment income and inflation are key earnings risks. The target price drops to $4.95 which still implies a 9% upside. And UBS comes in with a sell recommendation this morning, noting that while core trends have moved positively, broker remains cautious of downside risk to earnings. UBS says it sees more upside risk in other general insurers. So the target price increases slightly to $4.20, but that's implying a 10% downside. Thank you, Chi Chi. Thank you very much,
0: Leighton. And I think we're back to you, Tom, with the ideas. Yes, I have an idea
2: on JB Hi-Fi, one that I've followed and had some comments on prior. Full year numbers out today shouldn't come as a big surprise given the re release numbers on July 19. The stock up more than 11% in that time. JB Hi-Fi opened up then eased. They're now down around 0.7%. So not really changing that much. Result in line with expectations. No guidance for the full year, but momentum continues in their trading update that they highlighted sales continuing in the month of July. Dividend 10% higher, paying a massive $3.16 full-year dividend. And we'll have to wait and see what the brokers have to say tomorrow. But it's clear that JBH has managed to deliver another impressive set of numbers. Momentum has continued into FY23. The consumer is still resilient. And we had the CEO out today talking about consumers shifting towards more value offerings, which JB Hi-Fi believes it has. And and even if the stock goes down a little bit today, a negative reaction could still present an attractive opportunity to buy a quality retailer, one of the best retailers in Australia at a discount to its historical PE and peak PE ratio. So I've said it's a buy.
0: And you've done a buy yourself for JB Hi-Fi as well?
2: Yeah, recently. So that was also based off the preliminary numbers. I said it was a buy back then. If you listened to me, then you probably would have made that 11%. And look, it's still quality company.
0: And we'll share that link as well in the newsletter today as cool. well. And Henry, you just came off Osbiz. Wanted to go into a bit further with your Henry's team. Thanks, Jeesh.
1: So I didn't actually talk very much since Osbiz at all, really. Um, but just backing up, Tom, with JB Hi-Fi, I was in there on Saturday. So it's always good to go and have a little look around the stores with the Mark 1 eyeball, see what's going on. I wouldn't say it was chock full of people buying technology, but certainly slow and steady was the way of things. And that was quite a big JB Hi-Fi and the biggest mall in the Southern Hemisphere. So that is interesting, but certainly, you know, it's had a pretty good run. So well done, Tom. Picking that one, as far as the market goes, interesting, of course, this week, we're going to see the BHP number out, although we have seen production reports very much like Rio. It is more a question of the dividend, and we're expecting a full-year dividend around $3.18 US per share, underlying net profit of $20.4 US. And over the weekend, I don't know how many people saw this, but Aramco became the most Most profitable company with the biggest quarterly report ever. And it reported quarterly reports of 48.4 billion US dollars. In the quarter? That is, in a quarter. (laughs) Not a year. Not a year, in a quarter. So that is a a massive number. You can understand why the Saudis are quite keen to keep the oil price up. That does pay for a lot of golf tours. 48.4 billion quarterly report. That is quite something. That's the second quarter. And that was up from 25 billion billion a year earlier. So that is quite impressive. Free cash flow was up 53% from a year earlier to $34.6 billion US billion. So certainly some massively big numbers there today from Aramco over the weekend. As far as strategy and my stuff goes today, well, the strategy hasn't changed, of course. The market is continuing to grind higher. I wouldn't say we're exploding, but we are, of course, looking at results at the moment and that very much in focus. This is the big, I guess this is one of the big weeks for Results, but also, we've seen that uh, Nearmap bid today, and I wrote in Henry's take today about some of the stocks that I believe, I guess, will be a, a beneficiary of that in terms of uh, tech valuations, because our tech sector could look quite cheap to American investors, American private equity. Clearly, those with the exposure to the Americas, like Nearmap, which has got its technology firmly embedded in the US, is attractive with a strong US dollar. Uh, $2.10 is the bid. They're trading at 194 So the market is a little bit sceptical that that bid will get over the line. But looking at some of the others, like Frontier Digital is up 4.6%. Bailador, which is a fund manager in that space and uh, invests in tech stocks, that's up 4.7% this morning. And the other one that I highlighted today was Dubber, which has had a massive fall. Again, uh, it's got quite a big US presence. It has had a little bit of underwhelming uh, results recently as its cash burn is quite, it's uh, a little bit worrying, the cash burn. And it also doesn't seem to have the leverage of the platform had been expected to have by some analysts. So that's been a little bit disappointing. But having said that, we've seen the playbook with Zip. When they actually change their strategy and stop going for growth at any cost and start focusing on the cost themselves, uh, we can see big rises. So Dubber is one that popped up on my radar as one that may prove to uh, to hold some allure. So that's good. But as I say, I wrote a short piece for strategy. Marcus obviously still away in the outback, but just highlighting the fact that there's nothing really to upset the Apple although uh, you know we are very much focused on results at the moment. So onwards and upwards, stay long and sing a song and uh, its results, which I have to say, when you look at the results, they haven't been bad and we haven't seen too many landmines. There's been a couple, CPU had a bit of a a 10% drop on their numbers, but it's starting to find a bit of a support, a bit of a base. And I suspect that those that have reported badly uh, will find a base at some stage, but we haven't seen too many massive explosions in the market, I guess continuous disclosure helps. And also, we haven't seen too much pessimism from companies. Companies seem to be quite optimistic, despite interest rates and inflation being driving forces. So, uh, so far, so good.
0: Thank you very much for that, Henry. And we'll move over to question of the day. What is your highlight from the result season so far? Leighton, do you want to open us up?
3: Sure thing, Chichi. Following on from what Henry said there, I think the optimism on the outlooks has been really surprising to me so far. They've, they haven't been as downbeat as I thought they were going to be, Seeing a lot more upside to the outlooks than I was expecting.
0: Well, that's good to hear. And um, how about you, Tom?
3: Yeah, in a similar vein,
2: it's the strength of the consumer. We've talked about it for a long time, but especially with the retailers, Jabby Hi Fi, preliminary numbers, record numbers showing that even in this environment, we've got higher cost pressures, higher living expenses. There is a big buffer built by households and businesses. So the outlooks have been okay and the results have been okay. And the consumer's
0: actually in a pretty good shape.
1: Glad to hear it. And how about you, Henry? I think. What's been interesting is the News Corp results. It's not a stock that we really focus on too much, but it does pervade some of the result was predicated on the back of their digital financial offerings, Wall Street Journal, et cetera, which has done uh, pretty well. So I think that's that's a bit of a sign. Certainly the numbers were good, and that's fed into some of their satellite companies, REA Group, et cetera, which have been doing well as well. So I think that's a bit of a sign that maybe all is not quite so disastrous with the world that maybe some had thought maybe we are going to continue to see uh, optimism coming out from companies but so far as i said earlier it does seem as if we have not seen guidance being the the debbie downer that some had suggested it could be
0: good to hear it thanks for that henry leaving on a positive note enjoy the rest of your monday guys we'll see you here
3: tomorrow thanks Jay. thank you see you Hodge.